0: Welcome to Rising Tide Startups, where today's most exciting solopreneurs share their startup stories. They also deliver tangible strategies that they would implement personally if starting their business over today. Each episode is a startup masterclass. Make sure you take notes. Take it away, Kevin.
1: This is Kevin Pruitt with another episode of Rising Tide Startups. And my guest today is Molly Trotter-Gomez. Molly, thanks for joining us on Rising Tide.
0: Yeah, you got it. I'm excited, Kevin.
1: So I, I feel like that I'm, I'm having to like turn up my game a little bit because I mean, I'm talking to an actual broadcaster here. So, you know, she's, I'm afraid there's going to be some critiquing going on here. So I'm going to, I'm putting on my full Larry King pose for you.
0: Oh, uh, no, don't <laughs> worry. I, I, we all had to start somewhere. I just tell people I started um, in my early twenties and I messed up plenty of times. Some of that's on YouTube, go research it, go have good, <laughs> good laughs and understand that the more you are yourself, the better. You don't need to be anybody else.
1: Well, speaking of nobody else, so tell us a little bit about Molly.
0: Yeah. So, okay. Long story short, I always started that way is um, I was a news anchor and reporter. I was in that industry for about five years. And I really got into that to tell people's stories. And I always start with that is because people are like, oh my gosh, you're on TV. Like, whoa. And I'm like, yeah, it was cool. You know, it took a lot to get in there. But once I got in there, I just saw how toxic, depressing and all the things were. And I was like, the money was horrible. The time off, the hours, everything. Long hours, yeah. It's not what people imagine. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I want to build a legacy here, but it just didn't work out. And one thing I know, Kevin, you want me to talk about, maybe we'll dive into this later, that I actually got fired from my news job. And after I got promotion after promotion, they ended up firing me and the long and the short of it is of me trying to inspire other people. I put a before and after picture out there on social media of a physical transformation. They didn't like it because they it came up on a news blog and people around the country are like, does this person work for you? Acting as if I'm a criminal when there's people in the news industry that are doing bikini competitions and showing far more than what I'm showing, but yet I'm I'm the bad person here. So they essentially fired me over that. I didn't fight them on it because I'm like, if you wanna fire me over trying to empower and help other people, in something like health mindset wealth all those things then this really is not for me and so mm-hmm. i felt a huge burden lift once i got fired so grateful for it and luckily when i was in the news i uh, really got into personal branding on social mm-hmm. media instagram facebook it was on the rise back then and i loved it because it's like here's molly here's here's who i am take it or leave it if you like me great if you don't great that's awesome <laughs> so when i got out of the news i jumped into that space and helped uh, either individuals or small businesses But then I really saw the whole essence of what the digital marketing space really offered. I'm like, wow, this is massive, so big. And it really it still even hasn't truly exploded yet. 2020 kind of lit some, you know, lit it on fire a little bit more because it got people to really focus. But now I get to do two things that I love. Number one, I do on-camera coaching for people who really want to get their voice and their story out there because of everything I've done in the news. People love that and they want to be able to get their message out there because their story really doesn't matter. And the second piece is we have a company called Dream Factory Co, where we really come alongside service based entrepreneurs that um, really need the back end support, whether that's copywriting, um, ads, funnels, design, project management. So people that are usually in the six figure mark and above, we come and support them. And we were in the startup phase before, Mm -hmm. but now we want to support more of like the people in the middle of the road. Cause there's not as many people in that space, right. right that are helping right, those people right. that are already gaining traction and help them build a team. And I love both because at the end of the day, I'm helping people share their story through my on-camera coaching and helping them build that out and get more visibility through our dream factory team. So it all coincides. And I see how the news played a big part in that because if it wasn't mm-hmm. for me in my early twenties, you know, failing forward, face down so many times, I wouldn't be where I am today. And um, my faith is a big part of that. I took that big leap Once I got fired, moving to Southern California, one of the most expensive places in the country, Orange County with $2,000 in my bank account. And I said, (laughs) all right, Lord, we're going to make this work. And it was a rough go. But now seeing so much abundance in my family and my life and who I get to serve. I I love it. So I said, long story short, that was more long than short. No, (laughs) absolutely not.
1: I I mean, you you covered so much ground in such a short period of time. But uh, one thing that that, uh, it's interesting, I mean, I've done this, this, podcast interview for three years and um, once a week for three years. And, so many people have talked about you know i started serving startups you know people in the early startup phase but i bet almost every time somebody said that they followed it with but you know what i found out startups don't have any money
0: (laughs) Uh, they gotta start somewhere but money may not be there yes
1: that's right the earliest stage startup probably has yeah they, they can't even pay their own bills so they're not paying themselves and they can't pay pay the services that 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 they need to provide but i i mean i i've got like two directions i want to head here but but the first one i really want to talk about is i i think there was a video that you had posted just really recently about just on camera tips and it was a very short video i mean I, i don't want to put you on the spot here but i mean you talked about that and and nothing is wasted you know in God, in god's economy in our lives you know so when you look at what you're doing now and you think back, you know, early 20s, I was in, you know, I was on TV doing broadcasting and I learned all these techniques and all these, you know, tips and things like that. That I know you're putting that into practice today, even, you know, the things you learn. And you said fail forward, but you're just learning experiences. Mm-hmm. Can you just recount really quickly, like those tips that you talked about, just to kind of in general for our audience?
0: Yeah. Okay. Perfect. I'm glad you said in general, because I'm like, I talk about a lot of things. What exactly? But in an essence um, the biggest part is really being able to understand that your story is is meant to be mentorship to somebody else. Mm-hmm. What you went through a year ago, 10 years ago, even last week, somebody's going through that right now, being able to share those uplifting moments or even those hard moments, what you got out of it and always trying to find a teachable moment, as I like to call it is so important. And so when it comes to being on camera, I would say, you know, your story is meant to be mentorship to somebody else, like I mentioned. But the mindset, the biggest piece people got to get over is like, how do I look? How do I sound? Like, what are people gonna think? Who cares? Start messy, get going. I like I mentioned, go look on YouTube. Start see messy. A lot I love of, that. You'll see a lot of funny things. But I just had practice over and over. And over and over again in so many different facets. And imagine this, you know, there's breaking news. There's an apartment building on fire. Molly, go to this. And then Molly has to go to it, be her own camera person, report on it, have somebody in my ear telling me what they need. Where do I need to go? Find somebody to go get information from. Try to find somebody who lived in the apartment complex. It probably exhausts you to hear all that. But at the end of the day, that's where my brain's going, a million Mm -hmm. miles an hour. And you don't have to do that. You don't have to be these people in the news that are so cookie cutter, wearing their blazer and their little bob. By the way, I had all of that. So happy (laughs) to retire it. You can just show up as you are. Messy. You know, if you forget, you stumble. I stumble all the time. And I say, you know what? I actually forgot. I don't know where it went, but it'll come back to me. It's fine. So the way you get to show up is your story is, is mentorship to others. Show up consistently, keep going, keep trying. And a big part of that consistency is also getting feedback. Whether you have a coach like myself that gives you feedback, whether you get it from friends or family, or you give it to yourself, which is probably the hardest one, Mm -hmm. because you're going to be the most critical on yourself. But be loving. Don't don't give criticism, give feedback. There's a totally different feel in both of those words. And give yourself some grace, because you're going to continue to grow and get better. And how I did it, I just found people online that I really admired, love what they did. And I honestly started copying what they did. And then I Mm -hmm. reverse engineered, how did they get there? So I had to put a lot of time and research into it. Um, And then, you know, just showing up authentically. So many people show up and it's almost like people live two different lives. Here's what I am like online and in front of people. And here's who Molly is really behind the scenes. The best compliment I've ever received is Molly. You're exactly who you are online, offline. And I'm like, awesome, because I don't want to be two different people. Mm -hmm. That's where a lot of people feel like they're not really seen heard appreciated really known is because they aren't showing people who they really are start showing people who you really are and we talked about this a little bit kevin was uh, in the beginning of the pandemic i just started sharing my faith i'm like you know what Uh, people know that i'm a big person of faith you know that i follow jesus christ and you know he's my lord and savior all those things but i started sharing that tangibly not jumping down people's throats like people think most christians do we don't It's like, here's who I am. This is what I believe. This is what's getting me through everything. Without that foundation, I would have nothing. Mm -hmm. And it is deterred people. It's brought people in, but I'm just sharing who I am. And I'm creating a tighter circle that way. And so society's told us, don't share faith, don't share politics. Well, then when you share what really matters to you and what's important, you get to understand, do I really want that person in my life? So being able to have those, you know, like the tips that I just shared of, you know, being authentic, be confident, share your story. Be consistent. Those are all really important things, and you'll get there, and you'll be able to reach the person that you're looking to reach. And if you think about this way, even if only one person followed you, you still have influence over that one person, and that's all Oprah Winfrey needed, or Grant Cardone needed, or Mm -hmm. anybody else you look up to needed in order to get going. And I've just built off that, and I found people that just happen to can like you know come along with my message. And then here we are, Kevin. You heard me on another podcast, another show. You loved what you heard. Here we are, and now I get. know i'm humbled to have this opportunity to share with your audience just what i've been through so my story is now mentoring to a whole another pot of people for
1: sure for sure man i i mean just the whole idea of of i mean you're virtually almost pre-qualifying your tribe
0: Mm -hmm. you know
1: you're i mean the the people that you're either going to repel or attract i mean you're you're defining the people that you you want to work with and that you'll gain energy from And instead of draining energy from you, but I mean, I love the way you broke that, this, the kind of the tips down. I mean, the first, I, I, I'm going to get a t-shirt that says start messy. I mean, that, that one, if you haven't copyrighted that, I want to, I want to get a t-shirt that says start messy, but then the idea of copying, you know, somebody that you admire that, I mean, that is doing it well, but then you blend those two things in the third point you said with authenticity is like, you've got to personalize that you can't rely on someone else's model i mean you can learn from that but it's at some point in time you've got to make that your own Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what i can see you've done online and and you've really refined you know who you are there's what is the molly brand that you know that you you've created and so i'm i'm curious so i mean it's it's not like the average person out there gets fired and says oh let's just jump in the car drive to southern california start a business so (laughs) I mean, was there a, what was that like, that moment, that epiphany that you had that said, I need to be in the car, I need to go to Southern California, I'm, I'm going to start a branding agency type thing. So what, yeah. you know, what's the Reader's Digest version of that transition?
0: So good. Yeah. I, I always knew. So I was born in Newport beach, moved up to Oregon, basically lived there my whole life. And I always knew I didn't fit in Oregon. I'm like, it's cloudy. It's rainy. It's beautiful, but I need the sunshine. I'm like a lizard. Like put me outside. I need the sun. Like I need that. Line so I always I was going to move back. And I just was like, I just don't know how. So when I got fired, I talked to my best friend and I was like, this is what i'm thinking of doing she's like hey we have an extra bedroom come live here so there was that so i did some couch surfing some bedroom surfing if you will with her some family to really be able to make it work because mm-hmm. when i moved down there um i had already built a nutrition and fitness brand and business so i did online training for people really supported them in that i was a collegiate athlete so just i even to this day i don't do that kind of coaching anymore but you have to pour into your mind and your body and that has to be the first thing to really be able to get you going And so i had that moving down there but and then i did social media consulting on um, in addition to that because people are like you do such a great job of social selling and the the whole branding piece and so that's the readers digest version but i'll tell you what you know california is expensive being Mm -hmm. able to jump around in different places it was not easy but i'm so glad that i did it because it forced me to really get outside my comfort zone have a lot of personal growth I had friends and family question me all up and down the board, like, what the heck are you doing? I don't get this. (laughs) Well, God didn't give you my vision. And even to this day, even with the success that I've had, they they still don't understand it. And I don't know if they ever will. And that's Mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. What I want to do in time is be able to bless them abundantly, you know, take my entire family with significant others on a whole family vacation because we value that and just be like, hey, look, it's paid for. Like, let's just go have fun right now travel is a little hard. So we got to wait until, you know, things kind of virtual, (laughs) right. A virtual, you know, trip to Hawaii or something, you know, but at the end of the day, like that trip to California was a huge leap of faith. I know God was calling me to it. And if I didn't go, I wouldn't have met amazing people. I wouldn't have met my now husband. My husband and I got married last year in the middle of a pandemic. We said, we're not waiting. Um, We got married on the beach, had close pictures
1: online. Yeah.
0: Uh, thank you. And we're like, you know, talk about a mindset shift when you have every single woman has an idea of how our little girl, I should say, has an idea of their wedding. I had to unmarry all of those ideas in order to marry my best friend, because that's what mattered. It wasn't mm-hmm. the party. wasn't the whole like, hula la It was like, I want to marry Johnny because mm-hmm. that's my best friend. I want to start my life with him. And in the middle of this whole chaotic s- season. yeah, And so I just said, we're not having masks in my wedding photos. It's <laughs> like, I don't want to remember <laughs> it that much. So at the end of the day, like it was, there's been a lot of growth that I've shoved myself into and being 31, I feel like I've lived so much life. It's crazy, but I'm so grateful to be able to give back because it, I don't, I can talk to people that are in their twenties, fifties, sixties. It doesn't bother me because I know someone's going to get something because it's not me. That's really speaking. It's God speaking through me to whoever needs to hear this message. Wow.
1: Wow. I mean, being a sports nut, I mean, we can't just fly by this. I was a college athlete thing without touching on that. So what sport did you play?
0: I played volleyball.
1: Okay. Were you like a setter? Were you, was it?
0: So... Was the- I should have been, I should have been, but then they under, they found that I had hops and I'm only five, six and a half. And so having hops at that short of, you know, being that short, I didn't go anywhere big, no D one school it was a D three school, but it was, it was so much fun. And so I, I love playing volleyball. My body's a little wrecked now. I've had shoulder surgery, knee surgery, a lot of mm-hmm. dislocation, so I can't play like I used to, but, um, I love it, you know, and being an athlete really does pour into the entrepreneur set, entrepreneurship yeah. mindset that I have today. Because without that, I don't know if I'd have the, the grind and the grit to like push through these years of just like, is it, is it going to work? But faith had such a big play in that. And I'm so grateful that it did.
1: I mean, I don't care where you play. If you are, if you do a college sport, it's like a full-time job on top of full-time, you know, academia that you're trying to follow. So, right. Um, let's let's jump ahead a little bit and let's let's talk about where you are today with your business and and what what's kind of the back end structure? What does it look like? I mean, how many people on your team? I mean, is, are these contractors, are these employees? How how have you structured your your services? And and I and you mentioned a couple of different ones, like you know, mm-hmm. kind of the branding side of things and then the back-end operational side of things. So walk us through kind of the structure of and is it is it i mean you you mentioned even more than one thing so um, i don't want to put words in your mouth it's your business you <laughs> tell me how it's structured
0: yeah there's quite a few things well we'll start with the on camera coaching piece first cuz to be honest uh, i had somebody beg me to get into that they're like i want you to coach me in this because i need this and i know your background and so but them kind of forcing me into it, I'm so glad that they did. And I absolutely love it. So right now it's just me, but I am in the process of building out things like a membership and having mm-hmm. a VA and an assistant on the back end to help me with things. But for the Dream Factory, that's where you're going to find where we can really dive into more you know, structure and strategy and what that looks like. So the Dream Factory came into existence um, about eight years ago. And really when we started, we started in the branding side. So building out websites and being able to get all the facets of the websites Um, which is really important. Having a website and authority piece is great, but to be honest, what we found out is we're building these beautiful websites that people are spending, you know, depending on how much stuff they have on it, 10 to like $25,000, depending on how intricate it can be. And then it's like, okay, well, what about the lead flow? And Mm -hmm. we're like, shoot. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is what we can do on the lead flow. But then people are like, we don't have money to invest back in. We just Mm -hmm. got done spending all this. So when we saw that problem keep coming up and we've built some gorgeous websites we're like, all right, let's shift here. So a couple of years ago, we made that shift in becoming um, you know, more of like a, helping people build a predictable lead flow and leveraging our team on the back end. So what we get to help people do is really be able to, again, once they hit that six figure plus mark, cause you can really hit six figures on your own through organic strategies couple of them is being consistent on posting, being consistent on reaching out, being intentional with your content. Clubhouse, if you guys aren't on Clubhouse right now, yeah, a yeah. lot of people are getting so many organic leads from Clubhouse having great conversations. There's so many different strategies for organic leads to get you to the six-figure mark. Since we know that we're like okay, we're going to go to the step above that, helping people from six to eight figures. what does that look like? At that point, they're like, okay, I don't want to do all these things. So being able to hire a team and what we've built out is you get a team of five of us, a copywriter, integration specialist, um, ads manager, designer, and then somebody to a project manager and the designer is also somebody that builds funnels as well. So a lot of those stuff, if you're listening to those words, I don't know about you, but when I hear all those things, I'm like, I don't know how to do any of that, nor do I want to learn. <laughs> so <laughs> why don't you hire out to so the things you're not wanting to learn and you're not best at so you can focus on what you are best at. Yep, so they yep. hire our team. So then they can focus on say their mastermind, their content, what have you. So they can really be able to be in their zone of genius and, uh, and be like, having it worth being their time. Because if you're getting into copywriting and maybe you're not the best at that, you're going to waste a lot of time in something you're not good at when you could just hire somebody to do that because time is money. Mm -hmm. So people come to us and they really get into it. So they come to us to really be able to expand their programs to just get more visibility and get that predictable lead flow. Now we're not closing any leads or any sales for them. They have to have, they do it themselves or they have a team to do it. But now we're bringing in quality leads that mm-hmm. are already warmed up based on the webinar, the funnel or the ad or whatever it is.
1: qualification, yeah. yeah. So it's
0: really saving that time. And what's right. great about that is that's where everybody's going. They're like, okay, I wanna be able to expand. And I tell people there's two places that people get into when it comes to their vision and dream of a business. When they get to that point, they're like, I don't, they, they kind of cap their dream in a sense. I, they're like, I, I, this is where I want to go, but I don't know if there's a team out there that can support this vision. Mm. We're that team. And we yep. do a really educational call on the front end to really map things out for them. So they're educated on the decision they make next. The second thing is most people landed into this one. They've heard a bad story. Somebody took them for a ride. They took mm-hmm. their money and our clients, most of them have been burned anywhere from two to four times before they get to us. So they're already burned, they're already skeptical. And so we really already, we know that we want to be able to bring integrity back into the space where marketing can be really scammy and we're tired of that, that conversation. So it's really being able to educate people and show them you don't need to cap your dream. You can keep going. There's more pieces you can add in, more team members you can bring in to get this thing to wherever you want it to go, but not having them focus on do it all yourself because then you're building this quote unquote freedom piece and you have no freedom. No mm-hmm. life you can't enjoy the fruits of your labor. So the dream factory really is that freedom piece to help their dream really come true by getting our team to worry about the stuff and handle the stuff on the back end so they can live life and do the things that they love to do, pour love in on their clients and go from there. And it's a freeing for a lot of people when they see what's actually available because most people don't know something like that's available.
1: I I mean I can see I'm a little confused on the the model. Is it, is it more of a front end loaded model or is it kind of an ongoing? I mean, you, you just kind of mm-hmm. take this on. It's like an outsourced service that they're, they're outsourcing to you to do the backend just ongoing. Or is this like very much like we're going to, we're going to set things in motion and then you go do it.
0: Great question. So it is an ongoing, most it'll, it'll come ongoing. So usually people are with us anywhere from three months to ongoing retainer forever. because be yeah. they right. So yeah, it's that ongoing piece right there.
1: So how's the, I mean, you don't have to dig, you know, deeply into the numbers, but how, how do you price something like that? Is it a, is it a percentage of increase? Is it a, I mean, is it kind of a two-step model that says, okay, there's a flat rate and then there's any, a percentage of, of, know whatever you're bringing in an additional revenue type thing how because i i've seen all kinds of models out there on how to price that so and it's it seems a a bit ethereal you know sometimes about finding that that price elastic you know equilibrium price or whatever
0: right that pricing is i actually just had this conversation with somebody right before we jumped on of helping her increase her prices because her value proposition is so high and i'm like look that's great but to be honest, you gotta let people stretch a little. You know, if they really want it, you're gonna stretch them just a little bit. So the way we've structured ours, where it's like a monthly retainer, um, and it that that varies depending on what type of package that they pick mm-hmm. and then there's a percentage on the back end. Some people it's a it's 5% based on the income that they create with our team, some it's even 10. If it goes up mm-hmm. to 10, maybe the if it's up to 10, we might cut them a little deal on the front end. So we have that flexibility piece, but the great part about the ref share on the back end is that that helps the team work even harder for you, right? right. It's like That's we incentive. got skin more skin in the game. Mm-hmm. We want to work harder for you so bringing, bringing that model people are so open to it that's extra cash flow coming in another revenue stream. And people are like, okay, well, you know, I got to work a little bit harder and add, you know, it kind of forces in a sense, more integrity into that. But our team is really good with that because we're very picky on who we bring in. Um, We do have a contractor model at this point, but we are going to be growing into employees because we've grown so fast. And some Mm -hmm. people want to be employees here. Uh, Just to give you an idea from beginning of 2020, we had eight people. And now we have over 30 and we'll probably be at 50 by the end of 2021. So it has been major explosion (laughs) and we're really grateful for it. And so we have a model where that's why you're probably like, I'm not really familiar with this because we're still building the plane in the air in a sense. We're not following anybody else. We've created something out of a need and constantly refining to make sure that we're meeting those needs. And we're always getting feedback from our clients to be like, hey, how's this going? You know, this and that. So we can, you know, stay stay up front of everything. And the CEO of this company, my business partner, Adam, such a visionary. I don't know how he does it, but again, that's God's gifting to him is discernment and vision where he's always, it seems like 10 steps ahead of everybody. And I'm like, that's great, you know? So you really have this true leadership and he's done all the research and the digging to be like, this is the best way I know how to do it. Considering he doesn't have anybody to follow, imagine right. doing that. Like that's crazy. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, I love the just the whole idea of you know it's almost a split. So you're you're going to pay a fr- up front up kind of setup you know fee whatever it is, and then on the back end it's a percentage based on you know whatever the the increase is. And I mean that that is an amazing model to me. I I mean it. I would gladly pay the back end for sure. I mean if you know depending on whatever that increase is going to be, and it could be even higher than 10%. I mean, right. great. I'll take the two thirds, you take a third, you know, we'll be, ha- I'll be happy with that because it, every, I, the big word is increase, you know, mm-hmm. on, on that for sure. But um, I'm, I'm curious, like you and I we are going to step on an elevator. We're going to go up 10 floors. You got about 45 seconds on those, this 10, 10 floor step give me your best elevator pitch and, and sell me by the time that door goes ding and I step off on the 10th floor.
0: Yeah, you got it. So basically what I get to do is I get to help service-based entrepreneurs really be able to get the visibility that they need and build that predictable lead flow. So we help people that are already in the six figure mark to really be able to bring on a team on the back end for copywriters, ads, funnels, design, and really be able to manage that project so you don't have to, to really be able to build and scale the way that you want that would be the dream factory pitch. So then by then I've said this enough times where they would, okay, well, what does that look like? And then I would get them on to, well, I would love to be able to connect with you more because there's so many different opportunities and routes we can go. I'd love to be able to map some things out for you so we can see what that looks like for you. That's the biggest key right there is to get them, you know, either online to offline or from elevator to a call and make that sure. personal connection. Yeah there's so many marketers out there that are um, just wanting to take your money and make the pitch i'm like i actually yep. want to get to know you and see what you, where you're at mm-hmm. so then we can personalize it and show you those details so i think i gave you that pitch in probably under 30 seconds i've you know i've said it so many times plus i coach people on how to like pitch their thing in really quick timing <laughs> um but i make it short and sweet and juicy enough where it's like okay wow great well what does that look like always the next question right that's where you got to get them to a call get them out of the messenger box, get them out of the elevator, get them on their phone, make that connection, book the call, like book that call, be intentional. Because once that person exits the elevator, they're now focused on whatever it is that they're doing. But if they already have something in their Absolutely. calendar, or they you have their number, and you're like, hey, Joanna, so great to connect to you in the elevator. This is Molly, you know, from the dream factory. You know, let's make sure we get this, this time booked. How's Thursday at 12 work for you? And like, you're just on it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm a follow-up queen, so that is no thing for me. But I know follow-up sometimes can be tough for people, but you have to be intentional. You got to be yep. intentional with what you say, your words matter, short, sweet to the point, like give them enough full of juices and then bring them onto a call. That's where you can get to know them and get the meat. You don't want to pitch the meat of things in the elevator because they don't have time for that. They got 90 seconds or less.
1: Yep. Yeah, I mean, you literally are just, you're giving them the next step though. You're not, you're not leaving them like- just with information. I mean, there is a, there's an action step you want them to take. And that's to get on that call. How do you pre-qualify leads? So you're not wasting time on all these discovery calls of people that there's no chance they're, they're going to be a, a good client for you.
0: Yeah, that is a great question. So we have a strategy that we use that has been, it's been phenomenal. And if you go on my Instagram, you look at my IGTV, you'll see all these influencer interviews as I like to call it in a series called Influence and Conversions. So I'm basically how I'm qualifying these people to see if they might be a good fit for our company but also so it's a two prong thing. I'm I'm looking for people that might be a good fit for our company that are in our target market of service based entrepreneurs. Secondly, I'm also looking for people that have influence online that are like going to be able to deliver value. So I interview them on this show on Instagram and then on the back end at this point we've already had a pre-interview conversation, we've had the interview, I've gotten to know them. I will share with them, hey, I love what you're doing. I would love to be able to offer you a free strategy call to see if there's a way for us to be able to work together to grow what it is that you have. Maybe they said they want to grow to 500K or a million or 5 million, whatever that may be. We've already discussed that. So I go from finding them online to a pre-interview, get to know them really quick. This is where I get the meat of what it is, who they are, what's their vision for their business, interview them. And then I have a quick call on the back end of that interview to see if this is a fit for them. But how to your question, how do I find them online? You got to be really clear on what your target is. Who are you looking for? Who are you looking for? And then be able to dig. So I go on Instagram. I look at their profile, their bio, see if they have any additional links, see if they have a website. I Google them. I go find their about. Like I'm really searching to see, okay, who are they serving? If they're serving people and helping them, if it's a business coach trying to help people make six figures... Chances are, yeah, like they're going to have the money for something. It is of what we do, because again, we're helping people that are making six figures and above they're in that stage, seeing if on their about me section, have they worked a corporate job or have they been a coach for a while? Do they have a lot of testimonials? You got to find that social proof as well. So anything to basically kind of trigger, have the, has this person made money? Are they successful? Like, do they have testimonials? Like, and even somebody that looks successful doesn't mean on the back end that they are. They yeah, could that's say they make it. hard to tell figures. sometimes.
1: That's exactly right. And then it's right. like
0: they're like, I don't have, I don't have this type of money. And we've gotten that has happened to us a lot of times. You're like, either they're putting on a really big front, or mm-hmm. maybe they just invested in something, or maybe mm-hmm. they're just scared. That's why we do what we call a blueprint call on the front end to take that time to understand what they have in place, what's their vision. And this is how we can help them. We support that with data and social proof. So people know this is what it's going to look like in a sense, right? Everything's right. going to be customized. So yeah, it, and that comes with a lot of discernment and intuition, to be honest. I'm looking and I'm like, okay, are these the type of people I would like to work with that I would want to do dinner with? Are they being mm-hmm. truthful? Are they really who they say they are? So it takes some digging. So I don't have a bot or a VA message for me. I've tried that before, hated it, didn't get me anywhere, waste the money. I actually will be intentional and go out every day, me, I do it myself, haven't found somebody that can do it like me yet, to send out 10 to 20 messages a day to connect with these people. And what they love about it is I'm going on their page, finding something I love about them, complimenting them in the DMs, and then being able to invite them on my show to deliver audience my audience value. Yep. And so yep. they can possibly get clients out of it. They get more, you know, notoriety out of it. I also get to be that figure of like, hey, look, Molly gets to interview these awesome people. And now I just have a bunch of awesome people that come and follow me and want to be interviewed. So I told Instagram what I'm looking for and now just sends me that, right? Mm -hmm. You tell the universe what you're looking for, it's gonna send that to you. You Tell God what you're looking for, he's gonna be like, all right, you know, if this sits in alignment with my vision, I'm gonna send it to you. So, but it's fun. I get to take the time to really get to know people. And that's what people are missing. Why don't I have the sales? Why don't I have the partnerships or the referrals? Are you taking the time? Yep. Cause yep. I can make a yep. referral in a matter of seconds to, you know, anybody in my network and be able to make a, a commission off that if I wanted to, right. but I do it out of the the space of, I know you two or you three or whoever is going to be great together mm-hmm. and it's coming out of a genuine place.
1: Yeah. That's the, I mean, that like we said off camera, that's the ethos behind this podcast is, you know, how do you help all boats rise, you know, in a rising tide? But yeah, I, I think I was, I was maybe thinking that you had a lot more inbound, you know marketing going on then then you actually do i mean you you really are prospecting i mean you're you're really going on to ig or you're going on to linkedin or whatever i am and,
0: personally yeah. me personally because i'm a people person and i mm-hmm. love doing that that's me personally that is a good use of my time because i enjoy doing that mm-hmm. of my job i don't even want to call it a job but it is you know But we also have stuff coming in from, we have a a referral program called the agency partnership program where Mm -hmm. we get a lot of referrals from that. We probably make um, at minimum six figures a month just from referrals. Then we have ads that go out for our business to let people know what we do. So we have leads coming in from that. Mm -hmm. So it's not just me, you know, we also have another marketing team. So that's just the essence of what it is I do being the head of the marketing team, because I'm, I'm getting so many leads from Clubhouse and doing these interviews that it's like, I don't really need to be doing anything else. I get to talk to amazing people, see what their needs are, share the dream factory. If that's not a fit, no worries. I probably have something else for them because I'm connected so well. And that's okay. The heart of what it is I do is I want to make sure that you get your story out there because it's important. Plus there's probably somewhere we can collaborate or partner in some in some aspects. And I'm a believer in that because everybody's looking for something to go to the next level yeah, or to adjust yeah. what they have.
1: Do you, do you track pretty consistently like, you know, what percentage of conversations convert, you know, do you like, if you have 25 calls a week, or if you have 15 calls a week or whatever, do you have a, an, a good idea of like, how many of those phone calls actually become, you know, full onboarded clients?
0: Yeah. So right now, because our average program is $50,000 for a full year working with our team right now, because it's higher than a lot of people, Right now, our closing rate um, is about like 30, uh, 35, 40% at this, at this point. That's
1: incredible.
0: So it's, it's, I don't do the closing. I'm more of like, I, I, I bring them to our team and then we have consultants that really dive. You know,
1: you say that, but that may not be true in actuality. They may have been closed long before they sign on the dotted line.
0: It's true. It's the energy and it's, you're absolutely right. Actually, it's the energy and it's the person who that initial contact was with strategy on the back end, as far as mapping things out, they just need that to be able to be like, can I afford this or not? Can I justify this or not? What does that look like? But you're absolutely right. And most people get stuck in sales that way. Cause they're like, Oh, I'm not a closer. I used to be there. And now it's like, I could close for the dream factory if I wanted to, but that's not my sweet spot. My sweet mm-hmm. spot is being that front runner person of like, Hey guys, yeah. like <laughs> here we are, let's do this thing. And so and then we have people on the back end that don't want to do that. They mm-hmm. don't have the brand or the energy. Like and I may not
1: be gifted in that. I yeah. mean, frankly, I mean, that may not be their, their thing. I mean, that may not be the seat on their bus that they need to be in and, and, but they may be awesome at getting somebody to finalize that, that signature or whatever. Totally. So yeah. Give me, as we're kind of wrapping up today, I, I, I mean, I'm just fascinated by the whole concept of, of, you know, and your journey. I mean, what a, what an incredible journey you've had, but um, Give me the, I mean, you've kind of talked about it at the 30,000 foot level, but, but really draw us a picture of who the ideal client is. If they're walking down the street, you could identify them. You could personify it. You say, I I could even give that person a name, you know, describe that person to us as for, you know, for our audiences listening.
0: Yeah. Her name would probably be Amy. She's going to be between probably 36 and 56 uh, she is likely going to be a business coach that is working to help other people grow their businesses. Um, and she's looking to just get more of her visibility and put herself out there. So right now she's already, Amy's already at six figures. She did it on her own. She's doing great now. She's like, I want to go to that next level, but I need a team to do it. And so she has all the things in place, a proven process. So Amy has a proven process. She's a business coach. And she helps other people grow their businesses or give them the strategy, I should say. And so she's looking for a team to just help get her message out there. Um, Amy also could be a life coach that has a really great mm-hmm. program that helps a lot of people. Um, and it, again, is looking to just get more of her message out there, more visibility to attract them into our programs. So life coaches and business coaches are big for us. Um, those are probably the two that really come to us. We've gotten a lot of. Uh, relationship coaches that are coming in as well that are really big uh, because I think maybe just what happened last year there's just a lot of internal stuff that's going on that they need to work through but yeah for the most part life coaches business coaches that have already hit the six-figure mark looking to leverage a team to go to the next level
1: so do you work with Alan too is it just or just Amy
0: uh mainly amy we rarely work with men not that we don't want to but i'm gonna be fully honest every time we bring a man like it like i'll I'll meet really great guys and i'm like oh you're a great fit the skepticism is sky high i don't know if it's the pride i don't know if it's the ego but like it just takes forever and it's so interesting to me that women are just so much more receptive they're receiving help and they're open so we don't really target men actually we don't target men at all they'll trickle in every once in a while. But Mm -hmm. even when that happens, it will take like sometimes four to six months for that to happen. But women, it's pretty like, this is what I need. I don't want to waste time. Let's make it happen. I feel good. Let's go. Guys just take so much longer. And so it's so interesting because I try every once in a while. I'm like, you know, let's, let's, let's try this. You know, let's, let's see if this works.
1: See if there's an Alan out there that just needs their service.
0: Alan does not want to, <laughs> I don't know if Alan just doesn't want to see, receive help from Molly or if Alan wants to try to do it on his own because of pride and ego, or maybe Alan's scared. Cause he's been burned before, you know, mm-hmm. we get that a lot too. Again, a lot of people that come to us have been burned. So it's just, yeah, guys aren't really our, our target. Um, not that we won't help them. We just know women between, you know, like 35, and 55, like they know. They know like, this is where I need to go. This is what I need to do. It's what I want to create. And um, they're not messing around. <laughs> they want to get after it.
1: Or is, so is the prototypical Amy, is she at the point that, that she's getting bogged down by the operationals by the backend side, or is it literally just the point she doesn't have the capacity to grow unless she offloads that? you know you understand the difference in that question i mean how would you kind of describe i mean when you see people coming to you are they just you know buried in the bookkeeping side of things or are they really you know what the system's in place i just don't know how to get to five million you know versus a million or whatever so what what's the most common i guess client that comes to you
0: i would say the second one what you said is that she has a lot of things in place Uh, But she now needs like, maybe she might have like a VA in place, like one person. And then somebody Mm -hmm. do her bookkeeping on the back end, Right. But it's like, I just, she doesn't have any more capacity to grow. She doesn't know those different avenues. And then with ads, ads versus organic, when you get the right ad and the avatar and everything, you know, nitty gritty in place, you're going to reach. It's just a fact. So many more people, but the ad space has gotten such a bad rap. That's why we do a lot of education on the front end. It's like, look, it doesn't have to be that way. It's never a for sure deal. But you probably ran into somebody that just, you know, fed you a line and took your money and then nothing happened. So it's usually that they just need more eyeballs on what they have to be able to grow what they have, but they have things already set in place so they have a good structure.
1: Yeah, I I and and to me I think they would be easier to work with than somebody that just is buried in the operation side of things. Just like I'm just swan, I just need somebody to do my bookkeeping. You know, I can do the rest of it. Well actually no, that's that's not what you need because even if we free you up, you may not be able to scale. You know, you may right. not be able to to grow because you may have hit your ceiling, you know, in that capacity anyway. So right. well, Molly, I truly really appreciate you taking the time today. And and as we kind of end the week on such a high note, and is there anything that I have not asked you about that you just like to close us out with some words of wisdom and then tell people where the best place to find you online?
0: Words of wisdom. I don't know. You this was a pretty meaty episode, which I really appreciate because you really took the time, Kevin, to dive in to ask deep questions so you understood, but then also your listeners can understand. And there was a lot of really great tangible things in here where you can just first of all have heard and seen like how it's done. And you can see more of our company on dreamfactoryco.com. Co, the best place to reach me though is Molly underscore Trotter T-R-O-T-T-E-R. That's on my Instagram. I'm on there most of the time. Um, that's one my favorite platform to be on because there's just a lot of really great things about Instagram. So the last thing I can leave you with is honestly like, you know, just wherever you're at in your business, there's always, you got to ask yourself, like, what am I best at? And focus on that. And how do you hire out the rest? Because you're, if you're not at that point, you're going to get to that point right, and really right, understand yeah. now and start working on what do you want to hire out? What is that going to cost? And and be intentional with that. Because all of us say, oh, I want an assistant. I want a VA. I want this. Well, do you have the money set in place? Do you have things for them to do? A lot of people want to hire a VA and expect them to know everything, but you actually have to train that person. So get really intentional as to when you get to that point, who do you need to hire? What do you need to hire? Whether it's our team or maybe just one person be intentional and and stay ahead of the game because the scaling opportunities are endless. We have eight-figure coaches that work with us that are working to go to nine figures, right? And some people are like how do you even do that? They have a lot of people in place, a mm-hmm. lot of people yep. because they had the vision, they had the time to sit down and map that out. So that's what I would say for people because a lot of people get stuck in the growth phase because they don't take the time to do that mm-hmm. and then they're like they're stuck and they're going to be stuck until they take the time. So Kevin, I really appreciate you bringing me on today. This has been great. I hope your viewers got some uh, nuggets here and reach out to me on Instagram, Molly underscore Trotter. If you guys have any questions, let me know you heard me from this show. You know, and if we're a good fit for you on the team, definitely, if you go to dreamfactoryco.com, you can uh, request to get a demo and then just say that you heard me on this podcast. And then our team can definitely map out a strategy call for you. If you're in that space of six figures and above, really wanting to leverage that team, we want people to have that freedom that we've seen so many others have because it's possible.
1: I mean, I love the way you, you close us out with this, the kind of that nugget. It's the whole, the, the ethos behind the e-myth book about, you know, instead of working in your business, learn how to work on it, you know, yes. to, to, to provide and be able to scale. So Molly, thank you again for just taking the time to just share so many thoughts in such a concise period of time. And, and, uh, and really just uh, at last moment, jumping on here and, and with no prep whatsoever, and was able to answer every question I threw at you and, and really just doing everything you can to play your part in helping all boats rise in a rising tide. Molly, thanks again. Have a great weekend.
0: Thanks, you too.